And we're back with another fantasy football podcast. It's your favorite podcast, the Sports Jam. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Justice Rice. Join with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mark and Cam. Cam, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. Great to hear. Mark, yourself? Uh, better. We're one week closer to football. Hey, I hear that. Like you said, one week closer to football. But we did get a little more football this week. Um, talking preseason, so we'll have a little to dive in there. And we finished up running back last, running back week last week. So this week we're going to jump into quarterback week. But first, for anybody listening, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Sports Jam 22. Uh, that way you can keep up with when we post all our podcasts, any sports betting advice. Follow us there. Join our Discord at the, uh, that's also at the Sports Jam. And be sure to follow our personal Twitters as well. But let's jump right in here today. Let's waste no time starting to talk about what we saw in this first week of preseason. Just a, just a couple of points. And Mark had mentioned he was big on a few Jets this year, which is um, not surprising being that they have some young talent, but a little surprising being that they are bad and because they are the Jets. So, Mark, <laughs> as everybody knows by this point, Zach Wilson went down with a knee injury. They expect uh, Tor Meniscus underwent successful surgery uh, today, which is, which is Tuesday the 16th and they expect him back at some point early early in the season weeks one two three somewhere in there so mark but but also on top of that we found out makai becton the uh their left tackle out for the year as well now so mark how do you feel on Brees hall at running back and elijah moore at wide receiver these are the names you mentioned that you like earlier in the uh in the podcast believe it or not well Beckton hurts the worst. Okay, Wilson Wilson will be back, like you said, two to four weeks he's looking after the surgery. Which put will put him what, maybe week two, three? Yeah. That's 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 fine. I mean, one week without Zach Wilson won't hurt, but <sighs> Beckton going down absolutely demoralizes me thinking what Brees Hall can do now. Like that's the anchor of the offense that offensive line, and now him going down, that hurts so much. And Zach Wilson faced so much pressure last year with Becton there. It's it, I don't care who you find to replace Becton for this year. I will 100% go on and say get those two out of the lineup now. I don't like Elijah Mitchell, and I don't like Brees Hall anymore. Brees Hall maybe could, could, like, could put up some sensible numbers as a rookie. But I don't see Elijah Mitchell or Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Moore being as big of a factor as I thought he would, would be. Yeah, I agree. The um in my opinion that the, the Beckton news is the biggest news here. Uh, that's gonna hurt the Jets as a whole, run game, pass game, everything. Um honestly I kinda like Joe Flacco a little more than Zach Wilson. You know, we've seen Flacco be productive in the past, so um, the thing it, is, the thing is, Zach. At least, I mean, yeah, he's hurt and he'll come back. But it was only a bone bruise and a meniscus tear, which wasn't like too too bad. Zach Wilson could move out of the pocket to what Flacco is going to stand there and get pulverized if he gets pressured. Right. So, so 
essentially I see it as a break even with um, uh, Brees Hall doesn't fall down or go up in my rankings. And, and same with Moore, you know, he's kind of staying in the same spot. Um, so with that, we also ran into that uh, Washington Commanders game. And Cam, you know, he was really down on Antonio Gibson and his running back um, bust last week. And one of his main reasons was Antonio Gibson got butterfingers. Fumbling <laughs> the ball a lot last year, fumbling the ball in training camp. And wouldn't you know it, one of the first carries in the preseason this year, Antonio Gibson puts the ball on the ground. He was inefficient on both his carries, only two carries, two yards with that fumble. And check in Brian Robinson, who ran for, I believe, his five carries, 26 or so yards and touchdown. Mm-hmm. Damn. It sounds like you may be onto something here, onto something here with Gibson. Um, I, you guys saw the rankings. Uh, I believe, yeah, I had Antonio Gibson at RB twenty six. He is going in as RB nineteen overall thirty nine. I'm at overall sixty four. So I am all off on Antonio Gibson. He is my. I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago that he is the biggest bust in my opinion going to especially for the running back position um i just think that Brian Robinson is going to steal those goal line carries i think it's still going to be that D'Angelo Williams Jonathan Stewart type of role and then JD McKissick he still looked good he almost scored a touchdown when he got his uh his catch out uh out of the backfield uh caught a good one um I just don't like Antonio Gibson. I know other people uh, might still like him, but, man, I was like – him fumbling the ball like that, I was like, that is – that's my biggest concern. I was like, if he fumbles the football, it's going to be a headache all every like all season long. And I cannot deal with that being uh, – him going in that before, like, RB – like, not RB, but overall 40, I was like, that's way too risky for me. Yeah. Now that you open my eyes to that, Cam, I think I'm going to fall back off my statement of Gibson being a top 12 running back. I'm going to move him back. Um, I'll go with Mark somewhere between 15 to 18 is where I'll have him finishing. Now, those butterfingers do scare me a little bit, so I'm I'm moving back off him a little bit. Cam, one one quick question for you here. How far would Gibson have to fall for you to take him? In a uh, standard PPR uh, 12-team league, how far would Gibson have to fall? What round would you be looking to take Gibson in here? Uh, If he falls to, I would say, he would have to fall to like the, I would say probably the fifth, yeah, I would probably go fifth, sixth round. Gotcha. I would like, yeah, fifth, sixth round from there. Right, because at some point, there, there's enough talent there with some of these guys that even if you don't like them, you have to take them just off, just off pure potential. Exactly. And so, concluding our our preseason talk, uh, this this was another um, guy that Mark had alluded to was Damian Pierce, uh, rookie running back for the Houston Texans. He looked good in his his preseason debut five carries 49 yards rushing so that is definitely a guy we want to keep an eye on as 
uh, we progressed through the the preseason. Marlon Mack is saying that he feels back from his Achilles injury, but we know Achilles is probably one of the hardest, if not the hardest injuries to come back from. So Pierce is a guy that um, has definitely grown on a lot of fantasy players' radars and, and should be on yours, especially um, later in uh, in your drafts. So keep an eye out for him. But with that being said, we're going to move totally off these running backs, jump, go full steam ahead in the quarterbacks. And if you haven't seen it in the Sports Jam Discord, we encourage you to follow us, uh, encourage you to jump into our, our Discord so you can keep up with all our articles and rankings. And Cam put out his rankings this week. So um, Cam actually did all his rankings overall top 275 players, and then he broke it down by position. So that, since we're doing quarterback week, me and Mark decided to follow in. Get our we posted our quarterback rankings as well. So that's what this podcast is going to. That's what this episode of the podcast is going to talk a lot about. We're going to dive into these quarterbacks. And the first thing we noticed in these rankings for all of us was Josh Allen is number one for each of us. I don't think there's much to go over here with with that. But the one thing I noticed was there was a different number two for each of us. Cam having Lamar Jackson. I had Kyler Murray, and Mark had Justin Herbert. So, Cam, we'll let you go first and just give us some insight onto why you feel like Lamar Jackson is number two over guys like Herbert, Kyler Murray, and Patrick Mahomes. I guess you want to uh, start off with Lam- with Lamar Jackson. So, Lamar Jackson, I think he's going to be playing with, like, a lot of, like, vengeance and all that stuff I feel like he's feeling he's extremely disrespected um throughout I was like you have defensive coordinators saying that oh even if he won MVP again he still wouldn't be like the number one quarterback or something he'll never be the number one quarterback I just feel like this is a lot right here and Lamar Jackson I was shoot last year what were they before he got hurt weren't they like eight and two eight and three something like that eight Eight and two. two And I was like, the dude can play. I was like, the dude can run. I was like, you're getting your running backs back. I was like, Bateman, I think, is definitely an upgrade, in my opinion, over Marquise Brown. And Mark Andrews is becoming literally a top two tight end in our eyes. Like, just, I don't know. He's being, he's becoming, he's not that Mark Andrews from 2020. He's that Mark Andrews from 2019 and last year, 2021. So, I believe Lamar Jackson, he's my – okay, not only that, Josh, Josh Allen is my number one, but my favorite quarterback this year is Lamar Jackson just because of the fact that he's playing on a contract year. He wants his money, but he's still he's still a team player from the beginning because he is at camp and still wanting a contract, but he is there. So, he's different. He's a different uh, uh, kind of player in my opinion. I love – Lamar Jackson, and I would not be surprised if he finish if he ends up the MVP or finishes up the number one uh, quarterback uh, in any type of standard format that you were talking like any type of format in points. Right. I mean, he definitely has the path there. You're talking a guy that could easily go for definitely go for a thousand yards rushing, but you know he could definitely eclipse that as we saw in. 2019 where he went for 1200 I think it's definitely possible with the extra game that you could see him jump up to like 1300 yards rushing alone and eight nine maybe even 10 touchdowns so 
put that on top of whatever stats he's able to accumulate passing, which we know isn't as going to be as high as other quarterbacks. But we're willing to live with that when you're getting a quarterback that's also giving you what you would want out of your top uh, running back on your fantasy team. So Lamar Jackson, definitely a viable pick. I have him as my fourth fourth ranked quarterback behind Murray. Question. Go ahead, Mark. Cam, are you not afraid that from the injury last year that Lamar's not going to pull it back running a little bit? I don't think so. That's not his game. You never you saw think... Cam Newton. Nah. That's true. Uh, yeah, I was. it's his game. They're going to continue to do what they do. That's fair. To run the football when he needs to run the football. Hey, he plays it safe anyways. He's someone that does not get hit a lot. Um, he finds a way to avoid it. I don't know how he does, but he does. But um, I'm all in on Lamar Jackson. Maybe I'm all in on the Baltimore Ravens, but that's a time for another uh, episode. But, um, yeah. So, Cam, what I'm hearing is it sounds like you're saying Lamar Jackson is in the same boat as Aaron Judge here. A little, little controversy in the offseason on whether he's going to stay with his team and then he's just going to come out and blow up MVP type of, of season. Do you agree, Would you agree with that? That's how you, you feel about him right now? You hit it right on the head. He right on the head, Cubs. You want some money. Mark, go ahead and uh, take us to your number two, Herbert. Why do you like Herbert as your number two guy? Well, one, I think the Chargers are going to win that division. And I don't think I, – I don't want to say it's not going to be close because, I mean, the Chargers have the best defense in that division. And Justin Herbert has so many weapons to play with down in Los Angeles. I, I I don't see a point as if Herbert hasn't regressed in his like from rookie to second year and now second to third year. I don't see him regressing because he's still young. He got a monster of an arm and he's smart with the ball. Occasionally. Herbert does make some dumb plays, but I think that attributes to the youth part of him. But he can still run the ball, not like Lamar, but he will still run the football. Kinda like how Josh Allen does, I would see. But I just think Justin Herbert has so much upside in a position where, yeah, he's not playing for a contract, but he's still playing to be a top-five quarterback in this league. So chalk me up Herbert for two. Yeah, you know you know, I, I love Herbert. He um, almost took me to a fantasy championship when I really didn't have a route because I, I struggled uh, with a quarterback two years ago. That was Herbert's breakout year. Um, he really saved me when I was able to pick him up off the waiver wire and replace him uh, for Cam Newton, who I who is my original pick. So, so I love Herbert. Have him at three, but I went with Kyler Murray at two. And to me, I think this is a boomer bust pick. So I'm 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 kind of all in, all out on Kyler Murray in drafts. So. My, my thought process here is the only thing I worry about is that off-season drama that was happening, the whole thing about the, the contract and everything. Is that in the past, and is that not going to be an issue anymore, or is or are we going to hear about this drama all season with Kyler Murray? And I think if we hear about this uh, drama all season, Kyler Murray is going to have a he's, – he's going to have a bad year. But I think, if I had to guess, that's probably going to be in the past – when he gets on the football field, he's going to be ready to play football. And I don't even really love Kyler Murray as a real-life quarterback, but as a fantasy quarterback, 
there's no denying what he could do for your team. Um, in 2020, he went, he was almost the first quarterback and he, he probably still stands as the closest quarterback to almost have a 4,000 yard passing and 1,000 yard rushing season. And if you look at uh, Kyler Murray's per game averages, it was like 26 in 2020. And then it was like 22 um, last year. He finished as a QB 10 last year without playing three games. You give him those three games. He was definitely a top five um, quarterback last season. And like I mentioned, he averaged 22 points. The thing that's interesting about him was there were his rushing stats were way down last year compared to 2020. He had like 800 rushing yards in 20 in 2020, like 400 um, last year. So I think when he gets back on this on the field this year with a bad offensive line, he's going to have to do a little more running again this year or uh, more running like he did in 2020. And we'll see that number get back up to around 700, 800 rushing yards and a good number of rushing TDs. And the reason I like him over a guy like Jackson, who I think will have more rushing yards than Murray is they just love letting Murray, you know, sling the ball across around the field as well. So I think, he may get close to this 4,000-yard passing, 1,000-yard rushing season. I'm not going to let Mark put that on the fridge. <laughs> he will get close again, but he will not eclipse that. It will be very close. But with those numbers alone, I, I have Kyler Murray as my QB2, and I think he'll probably average around 24, 24.5 points per game as a uh, fantasy quarterback this year. But um, just to keep everybody up to date with the top five fantasy quarterbacks, um, in no specific order, the consensus seems to be Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Herbert, Mahomes, and Murray. Um, Yep. So I want to ask you guys, we all have Herbert, or sorry, Patrick Mahomes at four and five. Is there any concern that Mahomes could have a little bit of a dud year? We know he lost Tyree Till. So, uh, Mark, what do you think about that? No, it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay. Sam, what do you think? Um, I think out of the top five, he's the one I'm scared the most. Um, Pat, Patrick Mahomes, like, the dude has God-given talent. We all know that. Like, shoot, he's incredible doing backwards passes, left-handed throws. But um, what scares me is still that wide receiver corpse. Like, yeah, he moves – like, he moves the ball down the field with Travis Kelsey. But I always, like, you never want to play with injuries. Like, you just – like, I never want to put injuries in perspective. But say something crazy, God forbid, if freaking Travis Kelsey went down. Do you really think that offense is going to do something at all? I was like, once – like, because he runs literally through Travis Kelsey. Kelsey made it look – easy uh this week one in preseason i was like look at so easy i really didn't see i was like he was still throwing it to um what's his name uh uh robinson still throwing it to his sorry behind i can't catch passing touchdowns to save his soul um <laughs> Michael still there did, yeah me still there but like everyone thought he was gonna be that tyreek hill type of player i just don't see it they're saying so, sky more is that Sky Moore, he is he is good. He is good that I do like him, but I just don't know. I was like, there's too many question marks for me with 
Patrick Mahomes, not his ability, it's just what he has around him. Because we saw, hey, like, Tyreek Hill, like, we can't forget that what Tyreek Hill did for the last, shoot, his, like, six years that he's been with the Chiefs and all that stuff. So I was like, that's totally different talent compared to what he has now. Like, you just know Tyreek Hill. Like, he, Tyreek Hill literally separated the field and what's, good at doing is extending the uh extending the play and if he has players that can't extend the play it's gonna be tough and you're talking about you got the chargers defense and so on and so forth i'll give you i'll give you one name here in that kansas city chiefs uh skill players that has the potential to have a good year and very few people know about him isaiah Mm -hmm. pachecho he's a rookie out of Rutgers. adam list as a running back but you know he's gonna play in the backfield in the slot a little bit um if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire doesn't pan out how they want him to, especially in the receiving game, I could see this. Uh, I could see Pacheco um, handling a lot of targets, getting a lot of catches, and being a great late round or waiver wire pickup in your fantasy league. So it's just something to monitor um, throughout the remaining preseason games. See if um, he's involved. He was involved in the, in this first game. I think he had one catch for about ten yards. And he he broke a tackle. Look look nice. So just monitor him. Um, but let's jump into the next five Q five quarterbacks or so here. Um, the consensus for the most part in no specific order is Hertz, Burrow, Brady, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. <clears throat> I know we have um, a couple guys in and out of that that five, but that seems to be the consensus. Um, Cam, you have specifically Joe, Joe Burrow at six, Hertz at seven, Russell Wilson at eight, Brady nine, Trey Lance at ten. Mark has Hertz, Lance, Burrow, Wilson, Prescott. I have Hertz, Wilson, Lance, Prescott, Brady. So the biggest name that jumps out to me here for you, Cam, is Joe Burrow at six. Mark has him eight. I have him actually at 11, so outside my top ten. Cam, you're a little higher than the consensus on Burrow. Why is that? <laughs> they're receivers that's a lot <laughs> and Joe Mixon um Joe I I just think that Joe Burrow he he's a great like he's a great quarterback he's a superstar um we saw they were literally a play away from us having Super Bowl rings on their finger and I thought that was the first team that was going to get eliminated in the playoffs last year um to the Las Vegas Raiders and I just think Joe Burrow has so many weapons. And, yes, they have the Steelers. They have the Ravens. Even they got the Browns. But there's only so much that you can handle when you have two top 12 receivers on your team, including you have Tyler Boyd that can be a wide receiver to any given uh, team in the NFL. Um, He's still talented. Uh, You're talking about that Hayden Hurst. That's going to be their tight end, who he was a first-round draft pick out of Baltimore. Um, Joe Mixon in the backfield. I just believe that he's he has so many weapons, and they're just going to be able to open up the field a lot. And their defense is still atrocious. It's not like their defense is any better. I don't think – like, I don't think they're going to stop a lot of teams. Um, I think they're going to have to score a lot of points. Uh, they're going to have to play against better competition because of the fact that they did – uh, win the division, so they will have to go up against the Chiefs. They will have to go up against the Bills, and then they will have to 
go up against ooh, not the Colts, who are the Titans. Titans. So um definitely believe that they're gonna have to score. And I think Joe Burrow, me at uh putting him at six, I like him there. I've already had question marks with Kyler Murray. Uh Jalen Hurts, you guys know me about him. I shoot, I just hope he can throw the ball accurate. And Russell Williams, uh, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, of course, that that are in my uh, top nine right there. Um, I could see a reason why to put him over it, but I'll take Joe Burrow just because of the fact that he just has the offensive weapons. He has what Tom Brady has, but he's younger than Tom Brady, if that makes right. sense. Right, and I think the biggest thing for that Burrow has going in his favor this year is actually improved line play. You know, they added, what was it, right tackle and a right guard or, or you know, something, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Um, I think they got uh, – They got the Lyle Collins, I believe. Yes, there we go. Which will – and I can't remember I the guard. The dude from, the, uh, the dude from uh, Tampa Bay I thought they ended up getting. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the guard from – Man, he, I forgot what his name was. Yes, I'm drawing a blank now as well, but – I mean, that's the biggest thing going for, for Burrow, especially. That's going to, you know, help him even more. Um, Alex Kappa. Kappa, yeah. looking for you. With me specifically, I have Burrow at 11, but it's almost like each of my guys, 6 through 11, they're almost on this level playing field that I'd be happy with any of them. Um, if you look at the names I have in front of Burrow specifically, Hertz, Wilson, Lance, Prescott, um, I think those first three do a little more in the running game. Um, Prescott, I think they'll have to rely on him a little more. And, and for some reason, that could just put up huge numbers. So I, I just kind of like the potential there. I also have Brady one spot ahead of Burrow. The reason being Brady's going to have to throw the ball 700 times again this year. So there's just going to be that a ton of true. points there. <laughs> but, I mean, it's well – in the realm of possibility that every single one of those guys averages 20 fantasy points. And I wouldn't have a problem with any of them on your team. There's probably um, 13 or 14, maybe even 15 guys at quarterback this year that I I wouldn't mind having at all. Um, So, so quarterbacks, a, a deep position, Mark, who do you like outside of your top five? I know you like Hertz. But I see this name, Trey Lance. It seems like you're really high on Lance. Um, he's a name we've been hearing a lot in the preseason. He's a name we heard, heard a lot about last year, you know, being drafted to the 49ers. And now he's getting a starting nod there. Why do you like Trey, Trey Lance so much, Mark? I think I'm buying into the Trey Lance hype. But, man, just that first um, the first game, against the Packers. He looked so good. Four for five, 92 yards. Like, he looked good. I mean, he had that one big pass to – man, I don't even remember who it was to, some rookie or maybe. I don't know. Like, he looked great. so good. Yeah, he looked so good just on that first possession. Which I agree with you, Mark. He looked great. And, you know, I love Trey Lance. I was on him last year trying to pick him, hoping that they would, you know, do away with Jimmy Garoppolo um, last year and, and play Lance. So, you know, I, I love the kid. I think there's unlimited potential. I, I, the question I have for you, Mark, is 
Trey Lance last um, preseason and in the, in the few games he played, his completion percentage was down a lot. Do mm-hmm. you see that being a, a problem for him this year and something that he struggles with? And if he does struggle with it, will it impact his fantasy value? I think I think Lance has the ability to run the football or the ability to run the football can counter if he's having a bad throwing game. But I think with the weapons surrounding him, we'll say healthy Kittle all year, uh, Debo's healthy, he's loving Ayuk. He got three targets right there just to play off of. And Elijah Mitchell in the backfield will, I, I think, alleviate some pressure from what he has. But I think to answer your question in specific, I, I believe him being able to run the football helps if he's having a down-throwing game. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. His his running ability is, is going to make up for a lot of his passing. Cam, is there – not that um, quarterback 10 is down on Trey Lance. It's definitely not down on Trey Lance, but why can't you put him ahead of guys like maybe Brady specifically, who's not a running quarterback, or a Russell Wilson or Jalen Hurts when we know – Jalen Hurts isn't your favorite guy because we know he's not as accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Lance, I see where the hype is. I like the hype. Um, I think I'm with you on it. I can go with a lot of these quarterbacks, and you guys know me from previous drafts in the last probably like three or four years now because, you know, I will get stuck with Matt Ryan five or six years ago, <laughs> which I did not like, and – I've been starting to get those top-tier quarterbacks, but I think this is the year that I really can go with <laughs> any of the top 12 quarterbacks and be A-OK with them. So, to be quite honest, from my Tier 1 through Tier uh, – my Tier one's a different tier than Tier 2, of course, but that Tier 2 to, like, mid-Tier 3, it's almost practically – I'm not going to say the same, but I wouldn't be mad at where I – as long as I drafted them at their current, like, ADP, I would be happy with any of them. So it's not like I don't like Trey Lance or anything. It's just more so the fact that I these players are probably separated by maybe a few – like, not even, like, 15, 20 fantasy points, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. I mean, it sounds like we're on the same spot there, Cam. Um you with Lance, me with Burrow, we both have them low, but really it's more more so just the depth of the position. That's why we have them so low. So one name that I would like to, to mention here that's still within the top 10, I think I have him at seven, is Russell Wilson. And I know some people are down on Russ, um, especially kind of in the in the real life talk. You know, they, they, they're wondering whether uh, Russell Wilson still has it. I think he does, um, just to, to run you some fantasy numbers the past few years. So this was 2017, Russ finished as QB1. 2018, Russ was QB9. 2019 and 2020, he finished as QB5. And then he fell off in 2021 um, at QB20. But, you know, he missed a, a good portion of the, the season due to uh, that injured finger as far as his 
points per game. He was uh, quarterback 14. So I think people are, are really overlooking Russell Wilson here. I definitely think he has the possibility of becoming a top five quarterback again, um, like he was in 2019 and 2020. He could, you know, do it through the air and, and he's, you know, still good with his legs. I think people are concerned, you know, maybe about the getting older, could get injured a little more. I'm, I'm not really concerned about that. The injury last year was like how Mark thinks about the Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey injuries. It was like a freak accident. You know, you, those, those aren't something that he can control. It's not like he's an injury-prone guy. Um, and the things I, I like about Russ is he's playing with a better defense, um, so they're going to be they're going to be competitive in a lot of games. They're going to have to score to keep up with the Chargers, Broncos, and, and Chiefs. Um, he's playing with a better line. Granted, it's not a great line there in Denver, but you can't get any worse than what Seattle's line. Well, I mean, you you can get worse, but <laughs> the line in Seattle was awful last year compared to to Pittsburgh and uh, Carolina line. So that just explains how bad that offensive line is, and. He has a nice running game, one-two punch, Devontae Williams um, and, and Melvin Gordon. So I think I think there's a ground game that could be established. Um, and and I think Russ has the the opportunity to finish as a top-five quarterback. He can't finish as the number one um, overall quarterback. I have him at seven. I think he I think there's a possibility for him to get top five. But I agree. You agree with that, Cam? I- I agree. I want to give you a stat right here. All right. Russell Wilson last year, he only played 14 games. He had 750-plus yard uh, passes last year, which is third behind Joe Burrow with 12 and Matthew Stafford with 10. And that's him playing 14 games compared to their uh, 17 games. Uh, 16 for Burrow, 17 for Stafford. But one thing I love about Russell Wilson is the fact that one, he has Courtney Sutton that loves to go get the balls, like loves to uh, jump and get balls. And then two, he is playing in Denver, which we know in baseball, shoot, boom, you hit home runs like it's no other. Do you think he's not going to be uh, throwing footballs 50 yards with no ease? Like he's going to be throwing this little, little floater. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, here's Russell Wilson again. So five yards. Exactly. So I'm like, Russell Wilson, I actually do like Russell Wilson. And if you can get him, I believe I have him at, um, shoot, what do I have him overall? Yeah, I'm at eight. Yeah, I have him at eight. And then I think overall, I want to say I have him, I think like a hundred, like somewhere in that hundred, uh, a little less than a hundred. Oh, I have him at 83. I have him at 83 overall. So, I was like, I feel like if you're able to get him right in that shoot, round seven, eight, possibly nine, that's pretty, that's a steal if you're going QB late. Right. So we've hit a lot of these quarterbacks in the top 10. It's time to, to jump outside of the top 10 on some of these guys. And I think these are the names that get real interesting. So we'll, we'll try to keep these brief but also give some good information here. Mark, we'll jump to you with a guy that is, you know, kind of consensus, definitely consensus top 15, but as far as real life football, he's consensus top three. 
And I want to know why the rankings overall on Rodgers are so low. Of course, we know he doesn't have any um, – As Devontae Adams is gone, to put it simply. He doesn't have those uh, – those threats like he used to. And we, we don't even really know who's going to be the wide receiver one there. But, Mark, give us some insight on to Rodgers and what we should expect out of him. <clears throat> Rodgers is a two-time MVP, and I believe he falls in that category of quarterback that makes anybody around him better. Right? I don't think we could disagree with that. Look at the weapons he's had his entire career outside of Devontae Adams, and Jordy Nelson. He, he can work with whatever he has around him. He brings back Lazard, who he already has chemistry with. Yeah, it's a little choppy around everything else, but, I mean, you still got Tunyon there, which he uses an absolute ton in the red zone. Randall Cobb's still there. You bring in Sammy Watkins, who's injury-prone, but still capable of catching two passes a game, let's be honest. And I told you guys earlier in the week, I like Christian Watson, okay? Yes, the injury problem is there, but I think Christian Watson has that ability to, at some point, maybe mid to late season, take the two slot, move to the one slot. You don't – you're looking to use him as the future, I would I'd assume is why they brought him in. But outside of that, Rodgers is going to make – all of these guys look good around him. Right. So, so Mark, I got, I got a question for you here. Since I just seen this with Tom Brady at twelve, you're a little down on Brady. Why's that? I just I'm afraid of Brady. I've always been. Yes, he finishes top five almost every year. <laughs> but I just I'm a guy that likes to have a more mobile quarterback as my fantasy quarterback to you know get you the the rushing stats. Not the Lamar Jackson's in a rush for 13 touchdowns in a year type stat. You know what I'm trying to say. But if, if I can get a quarterback that can get me around what Kyler did last year, 400 yards, 500 yards, and I, a handful, four or five rushing touchdowns while he could still throw the ball, I would much rather have that than Brady who will sit in the pocket and, you know, just try to dot people up. Yeah, Brady's going to throw the ball a ton. But we've already covered this. The interior of that offensive line is absolutely hollowed out. And Brady is one of the worst quarterbacks when pressured uh, completion percentage-wise. Have, you know, Carolina's middle of the line come through or New Orleans' middle of the line come through and get pressure on Brady and see if he doesn't stagger up a little bit. So that's my little gripe towards Brady. There's there's some concerns there for sure, Mark. The I want to get into some drafting strategy here, quick with you, Mark, and then we'll jump back to Cam, and he'll, we'll get some insight from him on Matthew Stafford in the shoulder. But Mark, first, I want to hear from you, and you mentioned how you like mobile mobile quarterbacks. Is that your drafting strategy when it comes to quarterback? Because it's a little different than running back and wide receiver, tight end as well. You know you. Those those are usually what you're going for early and often. Um, quarterback, you got to you seem to have to have a little bit of a strategy. What's your strategy when going to pick quarterbacks, Mark? 
You know, I say I'm, I pick mobile quarterbacks, and I just remember last year I had Matt Stafford as my quarterback the entire year, which is about <laughs> as far off. away. You, you drafted late. I did. See, the thing was, if you don't hit early, it, I feel like it all depends on where you're picking. If you're hitting early and you want to shoot for one of those tier one, two quarterbacks and take your young quarterbacks and Josh Allen and, you know, Joe Burrow and that along those lines, I would shoot for those around, oh, what did I use? I say six or seven is usually where I usually like to snipe a quarterback. But I took Stafford in the 11th last year, and he finished top five or top seven in fantasy quarterback. So I don't – I'd say if I don't find myself in a position that I like my running back receiver situation early, I will sit back and kind of wait until maybe rounds 9, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there to find a quarterback because you're, you're going to have value back there still. I think right now the quarterback is so deep. Like, you were talking how – your tier twos, your tens are like you have them in tier two, but they could go up to seven, eight, or seven, six. I think quarterback is so deep you could hold out from one of those top tier quarterbacks and still get great value and really hammer in your running back and your receiver position. Yeah, so so just to, to back you up on this here, Mark, you, you you're essentially talking uh, value over replacement, and in layman's terms, that basically means if you had to replace your starter, who would you be able to replace him with? And if you look at quarterbacks, Josh Allen, you know, finishing QB one averaging 24, just under 25 points per game as a quarterback. And if you look at your 10th rate quarterback, Matt Stafford, he averaged 20 and a half. So basically like four and a half points difference uh, per week between Josh Allen and Stafford. And, but I mean, you had to go get Josh Allen in what round? Cam, I think you had him last year. What'd you get him in the first three rounds? I get, I got him. Okay, because my first, pick, I got him four, uh, so, so fourth round. So, so Cam got him fourth round. Mark waited till the eleventh round um, to get Stafford, and really, there was only like a seventy point difference uh, whole season from Allen to Stafford. So, I mean, there, there's definitely value um, in waiting on a quarterback, but. You also have to understand that five points is still a lot for, for that quarterback position. Um, and you got to realize if you wait too long to where you're even missing out on guys like Stafford, Rogers, Cousins, Carr, who are kind of like your tier three guys this year, and you have to get a Justin Fields or a, or a Tua, that difference may be like eight or nine points, and then you're way behind the eight ball um, as far as quarterbacks concerned. But, uh, Still with that value over replacement argument, Tom Brady, who was QB2, averaged 22.8 points per game last year. And if you compare that to to Stafford's 20.5, you know, two-point difference there. So I think quarterback's even deeper than this year than it was last year. And you've probably got about 15 guys that could average 20 points or better. So there's depth at quarterback. If you want to wait, you know, that's fine. If you want to jump on one early, that's fine as well. Um, in the past, my strategy personally has been I've always had a guy that I like, and they're usually not a top guy. So, like, back when Jared Goff um, helped the Rams to the Super Bowl and had, like, 350 fantasy points, that's the year I got him, and I got him in, like, the 11th round or 9th or 10th round or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was that was great value for me. 
last year um, I waited a little bit, got Dak in like the seventh or eighth round. And these were guys that I always, you know, were locked into before the draft, um, before I was even going into the draft there. And th- these are my main leagues. You know, I play in a few other leagues, but in my main league, I always lock on to one guy. He's never a guy that is going to get taken in the first five rounds because I don't, you know, I don't value getting a quarterback in the first five rounds. I, I like to wait. Um, you know, that that is my argument with value over replacement. But I'm fine with taking a quarterback in the sixth, seventh, eighth round if it's the guy I like. Um, and I think a guy for me, the guys for me this year that I like are the uh, Russell Wilsons, the Trey Lances. Um, I'll even I'll even say I don't love Hurts this year, but I would even be fine with Hurts. But I'm really locking into the to the Wilson and Lance um, train this year, and then. If that strategy falls through and you have no uh, no hope left, then I like to wait and get guys like I did um, with Cam Newton two years ago, which, you know, I thought that was going to be a really good pick for me. I got him in the 11th round. Um, he ended up doing all right. I think he had like 250 points over the course of the season, but really struggled throwing the ball. And I, you know, I couldn't really play him. But I was able to pick up Herbert off of free agency, and Herbert finished as like a top five quarterback as far as points per game average that year. So if this year comes around and I miss on Wilson and Lance, I'm totally fine with waiting. And if my first quarterback is Kirk Cousins, who finishes every year as a top 12 quarterback, I'm fine with that. And then, you know, I'll double up with a a Derek Carr or – kind of gets a little ugly for me after that but I'll even take a chance on on two uh, fields one of those guys mm-hmm. so let Cam, me, before we yeah let me question you real quick hold on I want to question this real quick yep you say how you single out I wouldn't say mid-tier quarterbacks but like lower end tier two not your tier, tier one three. guys usually yeah. not tier one guy well let's make a hypothetical you have Lamar Jackson at four Lamar right. Jackson has been really battling around those middle what tier what round five ish picks. Let's say Lamar slips from round five to round six and even low seven or high seven. At that point are you looking to come off of your mid tier quarterback to a Lamar Jackson that slipped a round or two? It depends how much slippage is going on. Say it's just Lamar that's falling. And my guy, like Wilson and Lance, you know, they're the guys right after him. But only Lamar is falling out of that, out of my first tier. Okay, then I will, then I'm fine with going and getting Lamar. But say there's like still a good number of quarterbacks left. So say only Allen and Murray or Allen Mahomes, say only those, say three of them, Allen, Herbert, and Mahomes. Say only those three were taken through the first five rounds and it's coming to me through six and seven no other quarterbacks have been taken i'm gonna keep waiting mm-hmm. i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep stockpiling on running backs and wide receivers because i'm fine if shoot if russell wilson falls to me at 10 i'm fine with you know being ready to take him in the 10th round so to me it kind of just depends um you know how things are going with the draft the one thing um you did mention with lamar that reminded me of a, another little strategy i i do like at times mark is that stacking strategy. So 
say I don't like taking a quarterback in that fifth round. I usually like to like no earlier than six, right? But say that fifth round is coming around and I got a steal, got um, Andrews, say, in the third round. I, I wouldn't mind stacking, getting Lamar Jackson in the fifth and stacking those two. Or, um, you know, in the past, that had been Rodgers and Adams. So mm-hmm. if I could find a stack, Prescott and Lamb, I'm fine with um, getting maybe going up around to get a quarterback, reaching up around to get a quarterback, if it means I get to stack him with one of my wide receivers or tight ends. Um, but we'll jump off of what I've been talking about, Cam. You think I can mention uh, something about like two QB, uh, two QB leagues and uh, super flexes? Oh, yeah. For a little green? Okay. Awesome. I just want to mention this because there's some people that play in those type of leagues where they are playing in two QB leagues and super flex leagues, and those are extremely QB-like heavy in those first like three or four rounds uh, because you want to have the good QBs on your team. If not, you're going to get stuck with the – Baker Mayfield, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, and all those type of things. But uh, those type of players. But um, about those, I know people always mention, oh, who if I had the first pick in the first round of a super flex or two QB league, who should I go with? Should I go with Josh Allen? Should I go with Christian McCaffrey? Should I go with Jonathan Taylor? Um, in, if I had my rankings for a two QB league, I would still have Christian McCaffrey at one just because of how vital, like how important the running back position is uh, still, even in a two QB league. But I know for a fact I will have to get a QB going into the second round. And I will probably end up losing. I would definitely lose Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Um, They will definitely be gone. Lamar Jackson will be gone. I would say the next best quarterback will probably end up being like at mid tier tier three. So probably like a Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. And I'll have to settle with that. But yeah, for you, uh, for the people that are playing in uh, two QB, uh, two QB leagues and super flexes is make sure you are picking your quarterback early. If you don't get a, um, Jonathan Taylor or a Christian McCaffrey, making sure that you're getting one of those top quarterbacks because the best thing about it is when you play against one of those teams where all of a sudden their best quarterback is Derek Carr and then their second best quarterback is Jared Goff. I was like, they're going to struggle. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to put in a little bit with that because I know we didn't talk too much about the super flexes and uh, two QB league. All right, Cam, so – now that you're you're you actually transitioned us into that. Once you get outside of this, you know, top fifteen, it does get a little dry. There's there's some names that you're like, well, they could be something like a Justin Fields, but as far as stuff we've seen on the field, it hasn't looked great. So give us a actually give us two names outside of your top fifteen um, that you would like in a two QB league or say you know everything just went south for you during the draft and you missed on quarterbacks there's <laughs> two names you would like we'll leave uh Deshaun Watson out since we don't you know that I think that'd be all of our picks that would be the name we'd all go to um, just based <laughs> on say again I'm sorry uh we'll leave Deshaun Watson out of it just since that's probably okay. the name we'd mm-hmm. all go with 
because we know the talent is is way better than these guys at this part of the list. So give us two names that you would like at this point, Cam. All righty. The first one, I know I'm going to sound like a hypocrite right here, but I'm going to go with Matt Ryan <laughs> for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think Matt Ryan's in the perfect position to succeed in Indianapolis. Um, he has a great offensive line, great running back. Michael Pittman is an absolute – like the dude's a beast. Um, he's going to – feast just like Calvin Ridley uh, when Calvin Ridley was there before all the crazy stuff happened. But um, I think Matt Matt Ryan's a great target. And then my second guy that I will pick would probably be I'm going to go with I want to go with someone outside the top 20. So um, I am going to go with oh man it's tough when you get down there (laughs) yeah goodness i guess i'm gonna go with mills for houston wow i was not expecting that one davis mills um i think that he showed what he had from um last year i thought he did decent for what he had on his team um they did brandon cooks is he's gonna put up his same numbers that he always does um shit, i think he finished did he finish with over a thousand yards again i believe so yeah yeah because i was like he did really well um i just think that now that it's another season i think mills has definitely an opportunity to be better. I'm not saying that he's going to be someone, but I'm talking about for deep. If that like last resort, I would rather have him because they're willing to throw the football, especially when the when they're playing in garbage time. To uh, Brandon Cooks, and then who's the other receiver? They have Collins. Um, so those two are actually like uh, think is actually a sleeper for a plug-and-play, so, so like a bi-week filler, Collins can definitely be a sleeper for um, that wide receiver position if you need him. Right. So, really, if you're getting to the point where you, you got to take these guys after 20 at quarterback like a Davis Mills, you better, you better just hope Deshaun Watson's still there and just hold off till week seven. <laughs> because exactly. Oh, my goodness. You're, you're, you're just looking at a bunch of guys that are – averaging like you know kind of around 14 fantasy points at the quarterback position which really isn't what you want but davis mills is an interesting name because he averaged or not average but he scored over 20 points a couple times last year so based on matchup could be a good play i like the matt ryan pick that is my pick outside the the top 15 that i like if you if you really miss like you said just great situation he's coming into good offensive line and I think people for, people forget Matt Ryan was once upon a time, actually several times, once upon several times, uh, a top 10 quarterback. I think he was even a top five quarterback twice. And the most recent time he was top 10 was 2019, so just a few years ago. So I think he has the opportunity. He's not going to do it, but he's in a situation where he could, being that quarterback is so deep, he won't do it again. Mark, go ahead and give us. One name different than the names Cam mentioned. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Easy. Listen. Yes. I (laughs) – listen. Listen. 
I kind of like their receiving core in, in New England with the addition of Devontae Parker. Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers are, yeah, they're mediocre at best, but they're serviceable, right, as a wide receiver three. Hunter Henry was a red zone target or a goal line target for Mac Jones last year. I don't want to – Mac Jones did play bad last year, but I think he didn't have a true pinnacle one. And Devontae Parker was at one point in Miami that number one receiver. And Devontae Parker, not hurt, is a good receiver. I think Devontae Parker helps Mac Jones find a, a big target. Freeze up – I like Jacoby Myers a lot. Freeze up Jacoby Myers for more of the deep ball routes. And, again, you still have Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith is still there. So he has the two tight ends. I, I'll i buy in the Mac Jones in the later rounds if I have to pick him as a backup quarterback. I'll buy in the Mac Jones. Well, uh, I, I think you're wrong there. I don't like Mac Jones more. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, only, uh, the only thing I, I would say about that is I just think we're going to see more of the same with Bill Belichick and that Patriots offense. Um, I honestly, I don't hate Mac Jones. I just think, um, his upside is capped by, um, their game planning and everything. He's, he's not going to be a guy that he, they want to protect him. Um, and, and they want to establish the ground game and that's what they're going to continue to do this year. So I think his upside's capped a little bit. Um, so before I give you guys a name, I like outside the top 20, I'm going to jump over to our question of the day. And I told you guys I was digging deep, and I found <laughs> a good one. I found, I found what I think is a good one on this. So we have 32 teams in the NFL. And every team besides one has a quarterback that has thrown for 4,000 yards in a season. Can you name the one team that has not had a 4,000? 4,000 yard passer in a season. While you guys think about that, I'll jump into my player outside of my top 20 that I think has some upside and that I think could be beneficial to your fantasy teams. That name is not going to be a name, but it's going to be a team. It's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, whoever wins that job. Gross. You think, you think it's gross. I think it's all right. When, when, (laughs) Because, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was hurt last year. Uh, not hurt, but he wasn't good last year. Finished with 14.5 fantasy points per game. But if you look at 2020 when he was a little healthier, he finished as QB 12. So I think you improve the offensive line. You have not a great improvement at offensive line, but you slightly improve the offensive line. Um, you... At, you continue to add Najee Harris and continue to develop Najee Harris as one of the best and most elite running backs in the game. And then you have those wide receiving threats, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and now who I believe is going to be a stud in George uh, Pickens. I think that you're setting one of those quarterbacks up to be really solid. The quarterback I think wins the job is Mitchell Trubisky. And we've seen in the past, um, you know, some some value there kind of as a bi-week filler with Trubisky in 2018. He finished as QB 15. Um, 
2019 was not as good for him. But, you know, QB he's mobile too. He's mobile. That's going to help him with, <laughs> you know, not a great offensive line. But I think there's value there, especially if it's, you know, like a two QB league bye week filler for your for your two QB league. I think he could provide some value. Um, the only oh. concern is he may not be the starter the whole year. And I think I think that's actually going to be true after week eight or so. But hopefully, you know, he comes out, throws well and puts some pressure on uh, Mike Tomlin and, you know, makes him feel like he can't turn to, to Kenny Pickett. So I'm going with Trubisky and I uh while you're on the topic of the Steelers, I did see an article today that the Steelers are engaged with the Lions about a Mason Rudolph trade. So I don't know how much that affects either side. I mean, I know how it's going to affect the Steelers with Pickett moving up, but Rudolph, I don't know how that affects Detroit if that does play off the effect. Yeah, I don't think that's going to do anything. Mason Rudolph, he's a backup. Um, He's not, I don't think he's stealing. Like, Jared Goff would have to be like bad, bad. And we've seen the bad of. Jared Goff, but I don't think he's gonna get to the level of where Mason Rudolph is gonna be starting anytime soon. It's still the early talks of it, but again, mm-hmm. that affects Pickett well more than anything else because now right. Pickett will now freely move to the two spot. Right, and I think just if Trubisky falls off, then you have Pickett just insert him in now. Right, it's it's you know it's Trubisky and um and and Pickett there, no doubt. I don't – they said Rudolph's been performing well in camp. I'm not buying into that at all. I don't think they give Rudolph another shot. But we'll jump back to this this question. I'll, I'll reiterate it one more time just in case anybody forgot. But we're looking for which NFL franchise, which NFL team has been the only team that has not had a 4,000-yard passer in a single season. Cam, you got an answer for us? Um, I am going to go – no, you can go, Mar. You can go first. <laughs> you got anything? I have two. It's it's either the Bengals or the Bears because I, I Dalton might have done the four thousand mark, unless I'm just not thinking too too deep. I don't think Jay Cutler has ever touched four thousand. Mark, just yeah, Mark. Yo, yeah, Brandon, Brandon Marshall. Mark, Mark, hold on. Who are the two teams you just mentioned? It's either the Bengals or the Bears. It's one of those. Think two. about. Think about. Think about this long and hard, too. Think about what you just said. The two teams you said that might not have had a 4,000-yard passer are the Bengals and the Bears. What did Burrow do last year? Am I tripping? You might be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking way too deep. And, I mean, the Bears have been been struggling with quarterbacks for a long time. I'll say I'm going to go with the 49ers. Joe Montana? Oh, shit. oh yeah, <laughs> damn! I'm really thinking. I'm taking the Bears oh, now. You, yeah, I'm, I'm throw the Bengals away. Oh, I'm going no. Bears. I'm Bears. I I can't I'm name a quarterback. About... Hold up, I can get one. Who like before? Who was before Cutler? Rex Grossman? Who was before Rex Grossman? Now we're before my time. I'm only 25. I'm not so only... it's actually not Joe Montana or Steve Young that has the the 49 right. 49ers record for most passing yards in a season. It's Jeff Garcia with under <laughs> 4,000. <laughs> but he did he did have 4,000 yards, so it's not the 49ers. Don't tell me it's like the Cleveland Browns or something. The Dolphins? 
I'll give I'll give you guys both five seconds to lock in your final answer. I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns because they can't even have a. No, I'm sticking to the Bears. The Bears were the first one that came to my head. I don't think Baker had four thousand yards. So Mark, yeah, I'm yeah Browns for me. Mark, you got another one right. Let's go. Matter of fact, you're you're kind of on a roll with these um these questions of the day. I'm gonna have to make them a little harder for you. But the Cleveland Browns, Brian Sipe. Am I I saying that right? He's the second Uh, on the the list of um, NFL teams, most uh, franchise record holders for for passing yards. Didn't that Schaub do for Houston? He had 41-32 in 1980. Oh, geez. Jeez. So, Mark, you were actually correct with the Bears. Let me pull that back up real quick. Eric Kramer. I guess uh, Cutler never did, but Eric Kramer is the record holder. He had 38 38 in 1995. 38 38. They didn't have a 3,900 yard pass, so they don't. It had to have been Shaw that did it for. No, Shaw and Deshaun. Deshaun Watson. Or the other uh, uh, car. Who did it for the Dolphins? Can I can I get an answer on that? Marino, probably. Oh yeah, what the Sean Sean Watson was in Houston once upon a time. Yeah, Watson, yeah. I think that was something you're throwing around. Dan Marino of the uh, Dolphins. Um, he was actually the first quarterback to throw over five thousand yards. So, Mark, you were right off on that one. Hey, at least I was on both ends of the spectrum then. <laughs> As usual, but I I think that will do us do it for us here on this episode of the sports jam. We thank you for tuning in to um, quarterback week. Keep an eye out for our mock draft, which will. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait one second. We just, we're not going to go an episode without something going on in the fridge. So I'm sitting here thinking about this and I'll stamp this on the fridge right now. Lock me in Justin Herbert for an MVP. I'll lock that. Right now. I'll take Herbert. MVP. Okay. Is that I'll bold? Stick that to the fridge. Is that bold though? That is bold. <laughs> I, I mean, think I, that's bold enough. I mean, I guess, I guess you, um, you're, you're technically, you're technically right that it is bold, as the odds are probably like plus one thousand or something to to get it. We'll go to all the technicalities in a later episode, but for as of right now at this moment, Herbert's I'm Herbert. 1, Herbert, yep, there you go. Herbert on the fridge, MVP 2022-2023. I had no uh, put it on the fridge. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really trying to dig here, and, and you know, I, I, I can't find anything to put on the fridge. Um. I, I want to put like two Tagovailoa outside the top oh. fantasy quarterbacks. Um, but I, I mean, Mark, I don't. I think you stumped me here today. I don't think I have a. I don't think I've put anything on the fridge yet. If we're being honest, I don't think so either. I'm gonna I'll get have the fridge. I'm going to no, get I'm, a little I'm mini fridge think, and set it think up. Think about something. I'm going to come back next week. We're going to have to put it like on the fridge. We're going to have to put it on the freezer. <laughs> there we go. If you put it's, it's it on the freezer, you're super big on something. It's, it's going to be that bold. But that will do it for us here today on the Sports Jam. We thank you 
tuning in to quarterback week. Keep an eye out for our mock drafts that we'll be doing soon. And we'll also be covering some tight ends here as well. Thanks again for tuning in and thanks fellas for joining me.